Dear Councillor Cleary, In early December, we contacted you and many other municipal office holders across Canada to introduce our newsletter and our videos on climate change. We realized not everyone would welcome an unfamiliar perspective on this controversial issue. But we were startled to receive a response from you that honestly read like an overheated late-night tweet rather than the considered opinion of a person with significant responsibilities to his community and to its taxpayers. Since you made your reply public by copying it to your colleagues on the Halifax Environment and Sustainability Standing Committee, we're taking the liberty of doing the same, sending our response to your committee colleagues, to other legislators in the province, and to the press. In your letter to us, you wrote, quote, I get my science from actual scientists, not climate science deniers. I've copied my colleagues on Halifax's Environment Committee, so they're aware that you're a snake oil huckster making money from the gullible and dumb. Do not ever email me again, end quote. Frankly, this response is not in keeping with the open-mindedness, or indeed the courtesy, that one hopes for from those with important public duties. And nor is it a responsible representation of our videos, our newsletters, or our blog posts. Our organization presents solid science in the form of interviews with Canadian academics, reports by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, data from Environment and Climate Change Canada, and a wide range of public research papers, as well as commentary on thorny policy and scientific issues in the area of climate change. Some of what we say is pointed, to be sure, but it's pointed in the direction of what we believe to be valid ideas worthy of careful consideration. And we certainly respect your desire to base policy on science. But unfortunately, many people who believe their views on climate change are rooted in the science are in fact relying on a simplistic picture painted by activists that distorts what the science says and sometimes even gets it directly backwards. For that reason, we urge you, your committee colleagues, journalists, and indeed all concerned citizens to look more deeply into the matter because the science of climate change is far more complex and nuanced than we're often told and the choices facing your committee are far from clear-cut. As a matter of fact, we're requesting an opportunity to make a presentation to the committee, precisely because of your important decision-making responsibilities. With so much at stake, it's irresponsible to allow oneself to be stampeded into adopting drastic measures, to say nothing of making uncivil public comments, on the basis of inadequate and one-sided information. If the crisis is as real imminent and obvious as the extremists claim, then yes, it would be worth paying a very high price to take effective action, if in fact there was action we could take that would be effective. But if the extremists are wrong, it would be reckless and foolish to do so. The kinds of policies being proposed to tackle climate change would sacrifice your constituents' prosperity and even their safety by abandoning the essential energy that they need for warmth, cooking and transportation and in the process jeopardizing public finances that are already under massive strain from the pandemic. So, we venture to suggest to you that it would be especially reckless and foolish to reject and denounce a science-based alternative view before choosing a course of action. It costs so little to think twice, and it can cost so much not to. Should you decide to reconsider your own certainty that, quote, actual scientists, unquote, are agreed that man-made climate change is an urgent crisis, and about the appropriate tone in which to respond to unfamiliar perspectives, we renew our invitation to you to explore the material on our website, that's climatediscussionnexus.com, where you'll find links to the actual science in our videos, in our blog posts, and of course in the newsletter to which, in our initial communication, we invited you to subscribe. And still do. 
Finally, in the hope of opening a constructive dialogue, we do ask you at least to look at our presentation of the Environment and Climate Change Canada historical data on temperature and wind speed from Halifax. And if it surprises you how little evidence there is of warming over nearly a century, to reconsider who's really been pushing snake oil on you. Hoping to hear from you in a better mood, I'm John Robson, Executive Director of the Climate Discussion Nexus. <laughs>